Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across from Winkies. We are also very happy, especially at this time of the year, that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. If you would like to put a voice and a face together, you can go to ellenbecker.com. Also today for our recording, if you would like to share a recording, you can go to ellenbecker.com, scroll down to radio shows and hit on Money Sense, and you'll be able to share our um, show today, which is absolutely, of course, I always think they're fabulous, but it is a great show. And it is a show today that is very near and dear to my heart. My guest today is Kara Ogburn, and she is the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival, and we're just approaching the 2023 festival. And Karen, give an idea of now, this is a little bit different. This is the second full year of doing it in spring. Of course, we had COVID, we had a whole bunch of things go on. So give a kind of an update and where we are with the Milwaukee Film Festival and all of those yummy details, because we have grown and grown and grown are one of the major film festivals in the country. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, so we had a 10, 12, 11 years, uh, good, good time in the fall, um, really became, I think, a fixture for Milwaukeeans to kind of come back inside at the end of summer festival season. Um, but once we took over the Oriental Theater and operate it year round, being in the fall, we were kind of stepping on our own toes a little bit. Um, but we were like, how on earth do we ever move this 15 day behemoth? And then the pandemic kind of closed us down and made us a little bit more nimble. Everyone was kind of figuring out what we do. So we did do a fully virtual festival in October of 2020. And then we turned around and we did another virtual film festival in May of 2021 to set ourselves up last year to return to the cinema with a hybrid festival. So both virtual and back in the cinema in April and into May. And we're doing that again for the second year. We'll be back at cinemas, uh, the Oriental Theater, of course, all three screens there, as well as the Avalon and the Times. And then we do have a, sm a slimmer, but we still do have a virtual component again this year. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Talk again, you mentioned that we're now operating the Oriental Theater year round. Talk about the theaters, because for me, it's always been the theaters and the film there's something magical it's like peanut butter and jelly you know there's something yeah. magical yeah. about the film festival being held in these wonderful magnificent theaters and yeah. so talk a little bit about that yeah I mean and so you know since the origin of Milwaukee film the Oriental Theater has always been the crown jewel you know um in, in Milwaukee, you might not know that we have this very unique on a national, maybe even an international level, huge historic movie palace that has been constantly showing films ever since the 1920s. Most cities, they tore those places down. They turned them into performing arts halls. 
uh, we're very unique. And so when we bring in filmmakers, you know, being able to show off the Oriental Theater is really a joy. Um, it also, as stewards of it, we've done millions of dollars of renovations and just recently got listed on the National Historic Register, um, which was a long time coming. Um, but it's very exciting to be able to sort of say, yeah, no, this is a historic landmark place that is preserved for generations to come as this beautiful place to come and watch watch great films together with other people. Well, if you've ever watched older movies and you see how they show the theaters, this is like that. I mean, yeah. it's one of those places that you walk in and you just feel like you have stepped into another time. And of course, the popcorn, you're known for popcorn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With that brewer's the best, okay. <laughs> the best, the best popcorn. They're also being held at, uh, I believe it's the Avalon and the Times Theater. Yeah, so we're back at the Avalon and the Times, our friends at Neighborhood Theater Group. Um, we love those neighborhood community theaters. The Avalon has its own special atmosphere. It's an atmospheric theater, which is a different style of theater that was more common in like the 30s. So uh, while the movie palace was significant in the 20s, the atmospheric was something that rose a little later. Um, and I love watching movies under the stars at the Avalon. And then, of course, at the Times in the sort of west side neighborhood, we kept that same footprint that we had last year. It's a little smaller than we were in say 2019. Um, we're still recovering and we're, we're still bringing audiences back to us. And so we're, we've held a little bit smaller of a footprint in the hope that we can really fill those venues and have a rollicking good time together. When do you think about um, the, the theater and you think about the ambiance? I know that this is going to sound crazy, but there's something special about standing outside in line and getting into the theater because it's such a community of people who love film. And there's nothing more special than standing in line and talking to people about what have you seen? What did you like? What are you going to be seeing? And it it, there is an ambiance about the whole thing. And of course, being downtown in that neighborhood also gives you that that sense of, um, of, of wonderment in a way. And just so people have a general idea, it's just around the corner from um, Maz Fisher's Diner, right next door mm -hmm. there. And yeah. it's right by Whole Foods and yeah. St. Mary's yeah. Hospital. That's kind of the area that yeah. I'm thinking of as the Oriental. Yeah, and the east side of, we love the east side of Milwaukee. Uh, we're biased, but we love it. Um, there's so much to do, so much to eat, drink, uh, pause between films, you know, go to a film, go grab lunch, go back and watch another film. You know, at a film festival is very different than a cinema or watching films on your couch because yes, there are other people there that you get to talk to <laughs> that you have something in common with. You can, wa you can watch two very, very different films back to back you can kind of discover films that maybe you don't know about that haven't been advertised on your television, but you can kind of fall in love with new voices, um, sort of a moment of discovery. And of course, the filmmakers are often there, you know, in your, on your couch, you don't get a chance to ask the filmmaker a question, you know, at the multiplex, that's not an opportunity. So there's something very special about a film festival that differs from other cinema going experiences and standing in line and chatting with other people is absolutely part of it, really feeling the community come together. I think also part of it is that you get to vote on the quality of the films. You get That's to true. You get you to, cast get to your participate vote. and yep. to cast your vote and to and you do you sort of you you knowing that you look at the films much differently. 
yeah, you get a little taste of my job, which is doing a lot of films and trying to decide like what's going to appeal to different parts of Milwaukee audience. And then of course the casting your vote for the Alan H. Budd and Suzanne L. Selig Audience Award. Um, those audience awards are super meaningful to filmmakers. You know, yes, we have jury awards that you know industry folks you know anoint, but audience awards for filmmakers are even more meaningful because that means that your film has resonated with the people that you made it for, really the audience that you made it for. Most filmmakers aren't making films for, you know, critics and, you know, corporations. They're making films for us, for real people who live in places like Milwaukee and environs. And so, you know, getting that approval from them is really meaningful to the filmmaker. Um, we hear that when we when we tell them they're very excited about audience awards. For me, I love going because I always learn something and I can mm -hmm. learn something about a country or an issue or a story that I would never have had the opportunity to see it from that perspective. So Cara, how do you go about selecting these films? And I mean, you know, they appear on our screen, but yet I know um, from participating with the Milwaukee film for years and years that there's a lot more that goes beyond and behind the scenes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's easy to think, oh, the programmers, they just go to film festivals and watch amazing films that they love. And then they, they, they just naturally appear here. Um, it's a little bit of a slog. I hate to complain about something that's definitely a perk, <laughs> but, you know, I, and then the rest of the team, there's about uh, six other programmers that come together to create the festival. Uh, we travel to festivals. We watch a whole bunch of films. I always say that for each feature that I end up showing, I probably watch three or four others that either we invite and it doesn't quite work for the timing for our festival or the plans for the release of the film, or that just don't quite fit. Um, you know, we're really looking for both depth and breadth. We're really trying to represent lots and lots of different kinds of stories from all different kinds of people to create those moments for that discovery that you were talking about, Karen, for a lot of different people in our community. Um, and so we're, you know, we're sometimes thinking about two films that are very similar and sort of they sit alongside one another. Uh, sometimes there's films that I love that I ask and say, hey, I'd love to show your film. And they're like, no, we're going to be opening theaters before your festival. It's not going to work as timing. And I have to say goodbye and then fall in love with something new. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, an emotional roller coaster to be a programmer. I'm very lucky to get to do it. Um, you know, I get to experience other other cities film festivals um, and meet with my peers around the industry um, and but watch a lot of movies in the middle of the winter these days all of our programmers we come we come and we do our our office and then you can find us on our couch in front of a new computer watching movies every night every weekend um and at some point that becomes hard but uh very yes. fulfilling when we get to put them on screen and have that audience respond you know that was something yes during the pandemic with our virtual festivals i didn't always get that I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. I was like, I think people are watching it. I hope they like it. Um, back in the cinema, I can really feel that energy. And that's why I do this is to feel the audience respond to the film and uh, ask the questions of the filmmaker that I hoped that they would ask and, you know, gasp together at the same moment, um, laugh together at the same moment. Um, that's very fulfilling for me. One of the things that I know that a lot of individuals don't realize is 
how important filmmaking is to Milwaukee and the filmmakers that we have here and the universities that have supported us. We talk a lot about things that aren't going well in our city, but I really want to encourage people to come from the west side and come from the east side and come from Lake Country. And people do come from all over Madison, um, really true diehard film um, goers, but it's such a joy. And it's not just trying it for the first time to see how you like it, but it's really supporting a community that is growing. And so talk a little bit about Milwaukee and filmmaking. Yeah. So Milwaukee film really like has always centered local film. Um, at a lot of festivals, the local work gets kind of pushed to a side, but Milwaukee loves things Milwaukee makes. So our Milwaukee shows, which are two shorts programs of kind of a, a divertissement of locally made short films that range fiction doc, uh, experimental music videos all together is a great way to kind of experience the depth and breadth of our local work, um, to see the creative talent that's coming out of UWM, out of Marquette, out of Myad, um, and that's making a living here in the creative economy. Um, we're doing our part over on, you know, in the other parts of Milwaukee film in our artist services area to really try to retain that creative talent and to keep that industry here and thriving and growing. We did an economic impact study a number of years ago that said that our filmmaking community was small but growing and mighty. Um, more jobs in film than in beer. <laughs> that's great. Which, I mean, also is, you know, one guy can make yeah. an awful lot of beer, but it's <laughs> a community, it, you know, filmmaking is a collaborative art form that isn't a singular voice. It's a collaboration between technicians and artists in a lot of different art forms, whether that's music or costume design or set design or cameras or all those things coming together. And uh, they deserve support. You know, we do our part by putting them on screen and paying them for the rights to show their film and bringing folks together. Um, but continuing to support local film is definitely, uh, it's a good it's a good starting point. If you're like, eh, I don't know, I'm not really that much of a film buff, but you're like, oh, but I'm interested in what's being made here. A Milwaukee show or one of our Cream City Cinema films is a great option for that. You know, the thing is, people may not have gone to film, but once you go, you are hooked. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm warning everybody, once you go to one or two of them and you sit in those seats and you, you watch it and your brain is stimulated and you start to think about things that you haven't thought about before and your curiosity is, is, is wetted. I mean, it, it's addictive. It's absolutely yeah. addictive. And with that, we're going to take a break. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. We're talking about the Milwaukee Film Festival, which I have fallen in love with myself because I am a, a continuous learner. And I find that I'm, I'm really busy and I don't always have the time to research and look into things that are happening in in the world and so often what the what the films bring to the table are issues that they look at from a different perspective and it's a way for me it's a way of staying in touch it's a way of um, keeping my brain active and being able to talk about something when I'm around other people that's unique and different you know something way different than what's going on in the political world what's going on with the stock market 
it gives me a sense of um, that I'm keeping up with what's going on in the world. My guest today is Kara Ogburn. She is the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival. Kara, Milwaukee Film does so many great things within the city, and it's also within the film festival. I mean, if you're a grandparent or a parent and you want to do something really fun with your grandkids, there are great shows that Kara can tell about. And there's a a, li- a little um, ice cream place right across the street that you can go for a walk. There's some great little shops there that are unique and different. There's a great restaurant right across the street. I mean, it's it's a, it's a day. It's a beautiful opportunity to spend time as a family. Absolutely. Our Rated K for Kids program is where you'd find those kind of age recommended programs. They start at age three with our kids short size small and a shorts program is a great way to introduce youngsters to, you know, not just the small screens that you already have at home, but the cinematic experience, the experience of going to the cinema. Um, It's a shorts program, which means that the films are shorter, which means you get to wiggle in between them. And if you need to, you know, take a bathroom break, as often one does, or a concession stand break, uh, you you come back and you, you, you know, you only miss one film, which is, you know, what it is. Um, Kids get to vote too. We were talking about audience awards. Um, We have, you know, we've had our Rated K program win our overall festival audience award several times. Um, But really developing that love of the appreciation of the art form, it's a low cost art form. I think that's another thing that, you know, film gets kind of ignored, you know, but as a way into, you know, the theater or the ballet and going to the cinema as a way to sort of train those younger audience members with a lower cost cost point there um, and the rated K for kids programs, the shorts, um, as well as a handful of features are a great way to get started. And yes, there are ice cream locations near I think all three of the theaters so (laughs) you 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 plan plan to be pulled into an ice cream shop (laughs) yes and so there's the short films and during the whole year Milwaukee film is connected to the schools to the kids to programming so this is something that is not like most cities, we have Milwaukee Film interfacing and weaving within our community um, all year round. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's, as I think we all can say, you know, in the 21st century, it's really important that everyone be smart about watching televisual media, right? Media literacy is incredibly important, and making sure that young people understand um, the entertainment value, but also the artistic value, the creative potential, uh, but also a critical lens on media is something that we try to create, whether it's with our education screenings that bring students to the cinema and then take send them off with curriculum to kind of thread out the content of the film in the classroom. We take filmmakers into classrooms during the festival when they're here in town and year round, we take local filmmakers in to sort of open up filmmaking as a creative career storytelling possibility. But really, we all need to know how to manipulate video because we're all doing it all the time on our phone like you you're you're a filmmaker karen you probably have sent someone a video that you made and you're now a filmmaker well as you if you watch more you get ideas about how to do that more persuasively or more creatively um and it that's of value to you know students of all ages 
I often think and I wait for the hard copy of the film lineup to come out. And I know that on Thursday, April 6th, the lineup is going to be online and you'll be able to stop at a variety of different places, the theaters for one thing, but they are all around Milwaukee and uh, pick up the pick up the hard copy and the reason I like the hard copy this is going to sound crazy but it reminds me of the Sears catalog book no you're not crazy (laughs) and when I was little Uh I would go through there and I would circle things yeah I literally go I just love to sit with a glass of wine and a cup of coffee morning and at night and just go through and read about them and circle the ones that I would like to go to and then I kind of run them by my friends because it's a great way of going with your girlfriends or your special fella and um, afterwards talking about the films. I mean, that's one of the most exciting parts because you learn so much as everybody's interpretation in Mm -hmm. what they like and what they heard and what they saw is uniquely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and and, but you also don't have to sustain conversation for the two hours that you're in the film. And you have something that prompts that conversation afterward, right? You don't have to have the same conversation about the weather that you know we're all always having. Weather is very exciting, but I think the film gives you a new thing to kind of experience together, and then expand that relationship through that communication, that conversation over a cocktail beer at Von Trier, cocktail at uh, Crossroads Collective, you know, uh, this is, this is, it's a, it's a social experience as well. And that, yeah, the program book, you know, this year, uh, very fun. The theme this year is called Milwaukee um, and local artist Wellefant created uh, all the kinds of critters and creatures and friends you might find at the cinema enjoying the festival together. It's a very fun art and you're going to see it, you're seeing it all over the city already, and you're going to keep seeing it when that program book drops. It'll probably be around sometime next week. We decided to launch the lineup online first because we could to make people, to let people start that browsing, start that, you know, Sears catalog dog earring. Um, but to get the physical book, there's one you can print once it's online. You can print your own and then dog ear it, but the books will be around town sometime next week. We didn't want to hold up uh, people's planning by waiting for a book. I know that the festival starts on Thursday, April 20th, and you can start buying your tickets um, on April 10th. So that's for members only, as I remember. I'm a member only, so I get to start. Yeah. Yes. For you, yes, Monday, April 10th is when the box office opens online for members to exchange your ticket six packs and 10 packs that you may have purchased um, or to buy individual tickets uh, for general public that goes on sale online on the 12th. And then we'll have our in-person box office at the Oriental Theater starting on Milwaukee Day, uh, April 14th. April 14th and the box office is open from three to seven daily. So you can stop in there and just get a feel for it, but mm-hmm. uh, go online. And I have to say if the, the best is become a member, um, become There's a reason member. to not be a member. You get free yes. movies every, every month we invite you to a free movie. And you know, for that moment of discovery, you don't know what some people RSVP, they have no idea what they're seeing. They walk in and they're like, surprise me, delight me, <laughs> right? Um, it's free. So if it's not your cup of tea or not something you would have chosen for yourself, oh well. But it's definitely a great value to get 12 free movies. Uh, memberships start at $75. But you also get discounts on everything. Tickets, concessions, merch, 
Um, and you get to join that community um, and, you know, meet your next friend you want to go to a movie with, right? It's a, yes. there's an opportunity to kind of expand your community to find like-minded and folks. Always a date night. And, a, and yes, I, some people, it's like, we know, they know what day it is. They just get their babysitter. They know, they don't know what movie they're going to see, but it's always a standing appointment that we've created. Yes. Um, and, it, you know, even if it's not your cup of tea, you're, people are always like, well, that, I wouldn't have chosen that. And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm glad I saw it. Uh-huh. We're going to take a quick break. My guest is Kara Ogburn. She is the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival, and that is going to kick off on Thursday, April 20th. You can go to mkefilm.org, and you can see all the beautiful things that the Milwaukee Film is doing, and really, the book is great, beautiful looking, and it'll kind of give you a jump start. With that, we're going to take a break. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And I'm so, I'm talking about it this year because um, been doing the radio show over 30 years and it is just been such a delight to meet so many new people and learn so many new things. I think that's one of the things that intrigues me about the Milwaukee Film Festival is that I'm always learning something new. I, I always come away with something that I can, that stimulates my thinking or changes my perspective. And that's really what Money Sense has been about all these years, because very early on, right at the beginning, I said, I'll never sell a product on the radio show. It's going to be all about education. And so every show that I've done in some way has had an impact on me and has helped me to form who I am, my business and the interesting things that I like to do. So having Kara you on here today as the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival is just another one of those ways that I can bring education and stimulation to my audience. People might be saying, what is she talking about today? The Milwaukee Film Festival. What does that have to do with money sense? Well, first of all, you said earlier, it's a very inexpensive way to not only for yourself to kind of wiggle into something you don't know about, but your children or your friends. It's a great gift. If you're looking for those stocking stuffers and you're looking for those gifts to give to somebody, uh, Mother's Day is coming, Father's Day is coming, Easter is coming. I mean, you know, there's so many ways that you can um, bring this into your family and into your community. Start a movie group, a film group. I mean, we're, you know, we got book clubs. So if you're looking for that interesting way of um, doing something new or different, this is really a great way to begin. And Kyra, why don't you help our listeners understand um, some of the films that are coming, how to navigate that book once you get it, which I recommend picking up, they're all over the city, picking them up and because it's fun. It's fun to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the lineup this year has 283 films. That's a <laughs> lot of films and 135 features on 148 short films. And the short films are packaged into little programs. Um, and that's a great way to start. Shorts programs are wonderful and not something you get when you just go to the multiplex, um, but it's in a collection of short films that if you don't like it, much like the weather, you wait 
10 minutes and you got a new film. Um, they're kind of categorized around themes. We have a date night shorts program, which is an exceptional date night. These are films about, you know, romance and relationships of all shapes and sizes and stripes. That's always a favorite. You know, if you're a little uh, more of a late night adventurous person, we've got our midnight shorts program. Um, or a documentary program, an animated program, you know, short films are a really great way to sort of dip your toe into the film festival. And these are but during the day too. It's not just night. They're all running day. Yes. all day. Uh, we are, we are at those <laughs> cinemas all day for those 15 days from noonish, 11 a.m.-ish, 10 a.m.-ish on weekends until, you know, past midnight some nights when we literally have midnight shows, which is a, a, classic kind of a film experience to go to a midnight film whether it's rocky horror or one of the films in our festival uh, but then in our features program you know the films are arranged a to z but they're organized into program categories that overlap sometimes so if you're looking for a music documentary our sound vision program is sort of the color and the flag that you'd want to look for um, as you're going through if you're looking for a film about uh the rest of the world, right? Or in an international fiction film, you're like, ooh, I'd really like to travel from my cinema seat in Milwaukee to Asia or Africa or Europe or you know, Australia. And looking for our worldviews category as a tag to sort of send you on that global around the world vacation. Our film programs are, are explained at the beginning of the A to Z. But then the best part is that the A to Z allows you to like, have that experience where you're like in the library and you're like looking for a particular book and you find it, but then next to it on the shelf is something that sounds even better and that becomes your favorite. So looking, you know, having that Sears catalog experience of discovery is something we also wanted to create. But looking at those program categories to be like, ooh, I'm looking for a documentary about an issue. Oh, I'm looking for a story that is about the Black diasporic experience or the Latinx diasporic experience. You're gonna find those categories all listed. And our rated K for kids category is one of those that we talked about earlier as well. And some of the films are in black and white, which is really fun. I mean, there's, and I know there's one on there um, this year about a winery. Um, mm -hmm. There's food. I mean, there is something for everyone. It's true. Not everything is for everyone. Not everyone wants to stay up and go to our ultra secret midnight screening but somebody does. Uh, <laughs> and there's definitely something for everyone. I always say ages three to 103, but we don't check your ID. So if you're 104, you probably can sneak in. <laughs> so let's get into some of the actual films that are going to be shown this year, just to kind of give a tease. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to start with our opening night film. Opening night this year is going to be really special. We're showing a film called Mom and Dad's Nipple Factory. And it's a world premiere of this film, which is not something we always do, but this film takes place in Wisconsin. Uh, it's a documentary about the filmmaker's own family who after his mom's diagnosis of breast cancer and treatment um, are seeking a better reconstructive option than what's on the market. And his dad, who's kind of a tinkerer, but kind of a private guy, says, well, maybe I can do something. And they launch out of their home, mom and dad's nipple factory, where they're providing, you know, kind of custom nipple prosthetics for um, women and men, breast cancer survivors around the country, um, really centering family, dignity, women's bodies, men's bodies, bodies that are post-surgery, um, 
And it's just such a heartwarming film. It's really about like love in so many ways. And like the whole family will be here, the whole cast, the whole crew, everybody involved in this film is going to be in Milwaukee on opening night because it is the world premiere. And so it's a really special experience um, to sort of get you know, a close look at someone's personal story that has this impact that ripples much further than their own family. And it really is a way of supporting other individuals that are watching the film that may have an idea that may want to launch them something themselves, but, you know, fear stops them. And by, mm -hmm. by watching some of these films and realizing what families have gone through, what people have done, it, it's so supportive and engaging and launching in many ways. Yeah, I think film, film is uniquely like an empathetic experience. You know, you're in a dark room and like everything is attuned to that screen and the sounds and the emotions. And I think you find in all the films that we show, you know, you find some moment of connection that's maybe unexpected. And that changes you in some way, whether it's like learning something, whether it's feeling inspired or provoked whether it gets you riled up about something happening in the world that you may not have understood as fully kind of behind the headlines, those kinds of emotional experiences happen throughout, you know, you're looking for something to cry through, to have a cathartic tear moment. We got those. If you're looking to just like ignore the rest of the world and laugh and go to an absurd kind of unexpected, we've got that escapist moment as well. Uh, so the film festival is really great for those kinds of things. But opening night is going to be special. And of course, we have a party after the film. We're going to kick off the the best way we can. And then uh, you're going to want to watch movies for two more weeks after that. And so some of the other things that are going to be happening, some of the other shows, movies. Yeah, films. so I want, I want to talk a little bit about a film that I know Ellen Becker Investment Group is proud to sponsor, a film called Bonnie Blue, James Cotton's Life in the Blues. This is one of those sound vision films, a music documentary um, that sort of introduces you to James Cotton, who is a very influential blues man who, you know, lived through um, kind of civil rights era, racial inequities in Chicago and the South, um, but sort of the music triumphs. And, you know, for music lovers, for folks who go to the blues festival every year, what's a chance to kind of meet someone who you may not have known and get to get behind their music and understand their impact on the music industry. That's a really wonderful music documentary that we're so happy to have you uh, presenting for us. Well, it's it's such an honor. And I think that, excuse me, you have to sort of walk your talk. You know, if you really love it and I want to be on the radio show and really embrace it and share it, I want mm -hmm. to sponsor it. And we're yeah. also sponsoring another one in black and white, which yeah. is um, which just touched my heart. And yeah. I yeah, it was one of those was unexpected. Yeah, well, I know we talked earlier about like the importance of the local films, and this is one of those local films, a film called Love and Irony. Um, this is a film that directed by John Bisak, who lives right here in Milwaukee. He's been working on this for a number of years. It's a film in black and white. It's a love story, um, kind of a romantic comedy in, in genre, but it's in many ways a love story, a love letter to Milwaukee as well. Um, you'll see many of your favorite businesses and sites. It's very recognizably Milwaukee for those in the know. Um, and just, you know, one of those kind of, you know, escape into fiction for somebody else's romance uh, foibles uh, <laughs> as you go. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, fiction films, it's easy to 
ruin the plot. But yeah, Love and Irony um, is part of our Cream City Cinema program, which is where you can find all those locally made projects um, that, ra- that run the gamut. Really, they're as representative of the festival as, you know, as can be. Uh, documentaries, fiction, films that are, you know, are in black and white or color or experimental. It really, uh, it's like a mini film festival in, its, in and of itself. So we're going to take our last break and we come back. Let's just go through some of the titles of some of the shows and then also how you can get tickets when it starts and all of that good stuff. We'll be right back. Welcome to Buddy Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. My guest today is Kara Ogburn. She is the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival. And, you know, one of the things I didn't ask you, Kara, there is a lot of people working behind the scenes. Uh, not only a, a great, strong staff, but volunteers are incredibly important to help make the film festival a success and to make that experience of when you walk in there and you, I mean, when you walk in, you just go, oh, it's just, and everybody is so friendly and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And volunteering is a great way to get free movies. I'll (laughs) add, you earn a free movie for every shift you work. And we don't make you do anything too, there's no math. Um, (laughs) And it's a good time. You get to see people enjoying themselves. So yes, let's go through some of the films that are going to be showing just to give people an idea and some of the different classifications. I'm going to do my best to talk about all like 280 that I didn't (laughs) talk about yet. Um, You know, so I think a film that I want to talk about because we were talking about the importance of community is a documentary called Join or Die. And they say, this is a documentary about why you should join a club and why the future of America's democracy hangs in the balance, which is very dramatic and also sounds very intriguing. But really, the film is a very approachable uh, documentary about a political science theory about community and democracy that uh, is declining and explains that joining a club, a bowling league, a fraternal organization, um, a book club is a way to meet people who may differ from you, have different backgrounds from you, but find a commonality and re-sew the fabric of democracy in doing that to really exemplify community. This is something that has been in decline since the 1970s per this political scientist who you meet in the film. And that we have, I think, a moral obligation to help improve. Uh, And the film is very convincing and I'm looking to start a bowling league. So Join or Die is the name of that film. Uh, I also wanna talk about Limoncita, which is a film which has Penelope Cruz in it, who you all know from uh, the screen and is a family drama set in Spain about uh, a child who's grappling with gender identity in the 1970s. It's based on the filmmaker's own story. And this is one of those family dramas that's going to take you inside of someone else's family, but find that resonance um, in, a, in, a, in a joy-filled but dramatic uh, film. Limencita is the name of that, um, which is one in our worldviews category as well. Um, I also want to flag our screening of Metropolis with a live orchestra, the Anvil Orchestra, which is a reformation of the Alloy Orchestra, is coming back 
to present Metropolis, which is from the exact same year that the Oriental Theater opened. It's a silent film and they have a original score that they perform along with it. And the experience of sitting in a 1927 movie palace watching a 1927 silent film that's a classic with this live orchestra is really an experience that you can't just get, you know, any old weekend. It is beautiful and we love to do it. We've done this a couple of times and people will come again, but it's also a chance for those who haven't to see this experience in the first time. It's like a combination of a classical music concert and a movie all for the price of one ticket. So that's, uh, I, I, Karen, have you been to one of those? Have you seen I have not. Like I have well, not done that. I have to do that. I would love that. Yeah. Live accompaniment. And, you know, the Oriental Theater has a theater organ space. Yes. We are currently in the process of installing a new organ, but it takes years to do this. And I'm not, I don't have a date of when we can expect that to be ready. So in the meantime, while we wait for the organ to come back and we have pre-show music performed by an organist, uh, something like Metropolis with the Alloy Orchestra, or, well, that's their old name, the Anvil Orchestra. Yes. Is um, a, a must-see <laughs> kind of an experience. You know, you can kind of like close your eyes and imagine that you're back in the 1920s, which is kind of fun. But don't close yes. your eyes because you miss the movie. So. <laughs> so Metropolis is one of those one of those exceptional experiences. Um, let's see. We have a, our closing night film, which is on May the 4th, which some people recognize as Star Wars Day, is a documentary for Star Wars fans. Um, nerds, I'm looking for you. It's also me. Um, it's a film about the Star Wars holiday special that George Lucas would like us all to forget ever aired on television. <laughs> this is a pretty fun, you know, pop culture documentary with recognizable folks interviewed and possibly in attendance. Uh, we will have talent in attendance for closing night, but I'm not at liberty to say all of the, the volume of it, uh, but it should be a really good time to close out the festival. On closing night, we offer films at all of our venues, so you can kind of choose your closing night experience. Um, I also want to point to our centerpiece film, uh, which is Little Richard, I Am Everything, which is a documentary about Little Richard, who we all know. I'm not going to sing. No, I'm not going to sing. Uh, but the Black queer origins of rock and roll, really sort of like, where did rock and roll come from? And where was it maybe appropriated? But we all know all these songs, you will be like bopping along in your seat as you kind of dig back behind. I think that that's a theme that you can sort of sense that like some of these films kind of go deeper than the surface. They go deeper than what we already know, whether that's a headline or showing uh, Andy Timoner's new film, The New Americans, which goes through Wall Street bets but really explores gamification and the internet today, you know, learn more behind the headlines. Uh, film 20 Days in Mariupol, take you to Mariupol if you want to sort of learn more than the daily headlines for a year now about what's happening in the Ukraine. This film will really show you the atrocities, I want to warn everyone, true atrocities that are happening that you don't, you, you know, you can't see in the news as everything is blurring by. So the film festival gives you that opportunity to kind of like go further um, on things that you may think, oh yeah, I kind of know about that, but like, you know, look, look further, look more, whether it's at the life of Little Richard, whether it's at the Star Wars holiday special, um, or something much more serious and contemporary. One of the things that I've done in the past is take my grandchildren to different, different um, films, and I love afterwards talking to them 
about it and giving them that exposure of a bigger of a bigger world and things that they don't know and a different perspective and it's just really helped me to develop my relationship with them and talk about things with them and it's it's not difficult it's it's free you know i mean it's very freeing to yeah. be able to do that with the kids and have that special moment. So I do encourage uh, people to look at it from a bigger perspective. Let's go, Kara, let's go through. We only have a minute or so left. Let's go through with some of the details when the film opens, how they can get in touch with people, how they can get their, get their tickets mm -hmm. and the a popcorn, save room for popcorn because there's nothing better than a movie, a film with popcorn and some soda or wine. You can get all kinds of things there. It's true. It's true. Um, popcorn and wine is the classic film festival <laughs> dinner um, because you don't have time to eat more than that. You got to go to see another movie. So the the lineup is online and start making plans. The box office opens online for members on the 10th, online for everyone else on the 12th, and then in person at the Oriental Theater on the 14th. And then once the festival starts on the 20th on through May 4th, uh, the box office is also open in all of our venues when the show times are happening and so you can walk up and say hey is there a ticket available you know um their tickets do sell out but we don't really sell out we call it going to standby which means that we've sold all the advanced tickets but you can wait in a line and usually the first couple people get in and get that's a great joy when you get into a film that you were really hoping to see um so that is an opportunity, even when something seems like it's selling quickly, we post that online to make sure people know that the time is now to buy if you want to be guaranteed. You want to make sure you show up early. Um, sometimes there's a little bit of a line before we open the door, but you need to be in your seat by 15 minutes to show time or else we might sell your ticket, sell your seat <laughs> because we're like, maybe you're not coming. So yeah. treat the show time as you're late. If you show up at that time, you need to be there by 15 minutes too. Um, I recommend a half an hour that we usually open the doors to the cinema about a half an hour early. And that gives you enough time to get in, pick your seat, run to the bathroom and get your concessions. My guest today is Kara Ogburn. She is the artistic director for the Milwaukee Film Festival. You can go to mkefilm.org, get all the information that we've talked about today. Please feel free to share the show with your friends and say this is going to be a great opportunity for us to go out and have a great time and enjoy each other's company. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great day. Thank you.